Good lord. <laughs> yes, lord. <laughs> yes, lord. <laughs> Did you watch all those yes, videos? Lord. I only watched the first one. I didn't actually know that he uploaded the rest. Yeah, there's like a ton of them. Shit. Okay. There's I got to go watch those. Probably now. four. I'm excited. I think there's four. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes lord. lord. <laughs> there, there's one of them where like, there's a few of them that are just jokes. And then one of them where he plays get bigger, I think. It's a good, it's, it's a good series. I like it. Yeah. 10 out of 10 uh, drumsticks cool it would have been cool if he actually did teach the drums right i think there were a couple episodes where it's like a semi lesson but at the same time like it's mostly for the jokes and advertising yeah. for whatever for his for his drumsticks yeah are they his brand i've no, i don't i think, I think so. it's a brand that's fine i think he was him. just sponsored i like this little display that you got going on in the corner this here yeah, yeah. The Jaeger is the, I think it brings it all the together, centerpiece? really. Yeah. What's the, the, uh, the little, like, bottle? Oh, this? I, uh, I got a friend who went to India for a wedding. Okay, yeah. a reading break, and, uh, he brought back this yeah. for, for me and some other friends. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I don't know. It's don't mainly know decorative. I to smell like anything, but it is indeed decorative. Decorative. <laughs> I thought it would be cool to use it for something, but no. yeah, he's well, like, like, he's like mm. you could maybe put like a, a, a fake flower in it. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. It's kind of weird that you can see through the bottom. When I was in Holland, they had um, like tulips are a big deal there, obviously, because that's yeah. like where most of the flowers in the world come from. Um, but they have... Like, at all the tourist shops, these little, like, wooden tulips that I regret every day not buying. Because they're really tulips. cool. Yeah. It's like exactly... Like, just a decorative thing to yeah. put in a... Yeah. Huh. And they looked really pretty. And yeah. I feel like that would have been a cool thing to have, like, a few different colors of and, and be a good accent. And be good to yeah. put, in, put in that little decorative bottle. It's a decorative bottle that has paintings on it. I feel like that's... Yeah. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, what... <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll address the elephant in the room, which is, hey, when was the last time we recorded one of these? Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> I legitimately couldn't tell you. Was it the live one that we did? Yeah, the last one was was our second live one. Like, I right was... after we got the Switch. I got my Switch. So, January? Yeah, right around January. Okay. And we are... I mean, to be fair, it's it's a while every single yeah. time we record yeah, one of these. Whenever we we feel like it, and the, the weather's nice, it's a beautiful day. I feel like this is the perfect time to record a podcast to stay inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that one time? I think it was when we went to the states. I, I, I maybe the first or second time where we were like, yeah, let's go record a podcast on the beach. Mm. And that, like, absolutely did not happen. <laughs> I think even if it did, I don't think anything would no, happen with absolutely it. absolutely not. Because it's the beach. It, it's a fun idea. Yeah. But absolutely the fuck not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even e I think even professional podcasts that are recorded outside with good equipment usually sound like shit. Well, I remember the, the one that Rooster Teeth did at, like, a racetrack. And that was, <laughs> that was, uh, like obviously when they weren't racing, but it was outside of their regular studio. Okay. Like out yeah. in the field. And I was thinking, let's record it in the middle of <laughs> while, while these cars are going around making lots of noise. You know, it's a great fucking TV show. Yeah. And I, I just started <laughs> watching it and I don't know how you're going to feel about it. Queer Eye. Queer Eye. Yeah. It's on, uh, Netflix. It's fucking great. It's five gay guys and they, re they, <laughs> okay. like, People submit their friends. They nominate their friends to get this makeover from these five gay guys. They come in, invade your space, like touch your hair and shit. Uh, well, is this a reality TV show? Yeah. Yeah. And they've got like a week with these guys okay. and each guy has a different thing. Uh, one's for fashion, one's for culture, one's for grooming, one's for design and one's for food. Okay. And it's, it's like the best thing in the world. Like, <laughs> I don't really like home makeover shows. They're pretty satisfying to watch. Like, hey, look at this piece of shit house that this guy had yeah. before. And now it's they, they're on in the background 
most of the time right? in my house. I think that's a common thing for just like white families. Like, yeah. Your parents are always watching home improvement yeah. home makeover shows. Come down in the kitchen and oh yeah, there's uh HGTV again. There's homes at it again. <laughs> or like Brian, leave it to Brian. Yeah. You guys yeah. watch that one? Yeah. Who are the two twins? They've the got property their own brothers. Thing. Yeah, property yeah. brothers. <laughs> See we just know even no, though we exactly. don't, we yeah, don't I actually watch these. Anyway, so they do that, but it's like also like a, a makeover for the guy and he like becomes more confident and stuff and it's super emotional and it's it's really good the first one they've got this like all the episodes seem to be in georgia it's it's apparently the second uh edition like there was an not old but they did a different series with different guys before and now they've brought it back for netflix with a new group of guys um and then i think there's eight episodes and each episode they pick a different guy and the changes are insane and it's, I don't know, it's really fun to watch because yeah. pe- people's, people's lives are getting changed for the positive and everyone seems so happy. It's a very uplifting thing to watch. It sounds funny. Oh, it's great. I, I would say watch the first episode and if you don't like it, don't bother watching any of the next episodes because they're just the same. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Queer Eye. In the best way possible. Queer Eye. Yeah, okay. that's some good shit. I'll, I'll check it out. That's all of the Netflix I've consumed recently i've basically consumed none yeah which i think is for the best honestly yeah like i I think i'm i'm missing out on good shows that are on netflix but at the same time you're missing out on them for better real life things yeah yeah and also some really good video games yeah okay so let's let's go into that we're just gonna jump into that fucking may as well okay should we start with my video games or the one or the one (laughs) you've played i mean you've been playing mario kart too yeah, I don't really have much to say about that, though, other than, like, hey, Mario Kart's fucking great. Yeah. Like, the new Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, tons of fun, really well-polished, satisfying. Like Multiplayer's fun. Multiplayer's awesome. Uh, the 200cc is hard, but is so rewarding to, like, come and, like, get the gold trophies for all that and you get yeah. your gold Mario and stuff. Then you're kind of like, okay, well, yeah, I got him. Now what? So play more Mario Kart. Play more Mario Kart. No, then you switch to Breath of the Wild. You get yeah. sucked into that for a little while. Anyway, you should you should do Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. I th- I think we should actually do Breath of the Wild first because okay. I went back and finally finished it. Oh yeah. After, yeah. after we have, talked have about you it, you fin- like, have you finished it? No. Oh shit. See, I finished it because I thought maybe Derek will have finished it by the time we record well, this and we can talk is, about the ending. Is I was going to, um, but I felt really underprepared. Okay. So. I don't know if any of this is spoiler, but just in case, if you don't want any things from Breath of the Wild, uh, skip ahead to Madden Post, insert the time that they should skip to here. Skip to 2149 to avoid minor Breath of the Wild spoilers. Anyway, so I, uh, I felt underprepared, so I went and I started grinding Guardians to collect ancient parts, and I got the ancient armor. And now I'm going to grind rupees so I can get the, like, the fairy fountain that you need 10,000 rupees to unlock. Oh, that one. Did you get all the fairy fountains? No, I only got some of them. Oh, okay. So you didn't upgrade your armor too much, hey? No, a little bit, but not. What armor did you use? Just, I think the default stuff, just the Hylian stuff. Like the, the knight's armor or whatever. Not even, just the, um, like, the Hylian pants and then the one that's got a bunch of bandoliers and and straps on it i don't know what one that okay so it's like not even really like not even close to being the best armor no no like barely upgraded i I just because doesn't the other armor slow you down no oh it doesn't there's no i'm thinking of a different game i think yeah because i looked that up and i thought the same thing i was like oh i'm clanking around i must be encumbered and then i looked it up and there's literally no speed difference for the different armors which is why i've been purchasing them okay i just i upgraded it to what i thought was decent and i thought huh and you had no difficulties nope no but problems again, at all you're a lot better at the combat than i am fair like, enough i have brute forced my way you just kind of tank through of encounters yeah like, like, the, like the test of strength exactly exactly yeah. and the guardians like i uh I, I don't even bother with deflecting i just bring out the master sword and go in and just fuck them up big time <laughs> um but I mean, it's worked. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's why I'm getting the ancient armor. <laughs> yeah, because I need it. See, I wish the combat was more incentivized you to learn it and to master it more. Because yeah, you can totally just 
I guess it's for the best because if you don't feel like learning the combat or or getting better at the game, you can just you can still see it through to the end. Yeah. Yeah, which is yeah. cool. So maybe it's for the best. I I can't figure out like I feel like you need to really spend a lot of time with one kind of enemy to learn when to do like the jump back or when to do the parry. Like it's it's really difficult to pin down when is the appropriate time because otherwise like and if, if I'm fighting a Lionel I'll just like oh, continually yeah. backflip and just hope and yeah. pray. I yeah. What was there was like a really difficult Lionel. It may have been a silver Lionel, um, in like the snowy part. The, that's not Gerudo, the, is it? No, there was a snowy part not far from Gerudo, though. But yeah, that's where it was. And I think I, yeah, I think I know the the place you're thinking he, of. Like, fuck! I was like, oh yeah, I can take this on. I just beat the one in um. How am I forgetting all the different places? The the water place. Oh, that one, yeah. What, what's uh, the name of those people? Zoro's domain. The, the Zoro Zoro's. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was over there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, go go up here. Uh, you need electric arrows, so go fight this Lionel." And I was like, "Oh, uh, that might be difficult." And then it wasn't. It was like the easiest Lionel fight, and I was like, "Oh, then I can take any Lionel," which is not <laughs> true at all. Not even close. I just snuck around and got out of the arrows. I didn't even fight that guy. Oh, really? Yeah, you can totally just do that. Yeah, and but I, I figured I needed the, the the his sword and his armor and stuff, and it was kind of fun. Yeah, it, it, yeah, fair enough. There's also a Lionel in uh, Hyrule Field, not not too far from the Great Plateau, actually, mm. which is really funny because you go there. I remember going there later in the game and discovering it because I completely missed it, and there's a guy out near where the Lionel is because he's in almost this coliseum looking thing this okay. enclosed stone structure cool. and and this guy's outside talking this this Lionel up like there's a beast in there and I can't fight him he's he's too he's a big guy or whatever and I thought it was really because I knew at that point Lionels are really tough enemies and mm. I thought this is funny because this feels like a tutorial kind of thing in the game because I think there was even a pop-up for press this button to do this specific thing. And I was thinking, who's going to fight a Lionel that early? Exactly. Yeah. This feels like a cruel joke <laughs> on, on new players. What was your, what were some of your favorite enemies in the game? Favorite enemies. I like the guardians. I think guardians were consistently my favorite. They because, are pretty cool. Cause there's so many ways that you can beat them. Yeah. They're, they're really interesting in the combat mm -hmm. and I just love them as a, like in their presentation because true, yeah. for most of the game until you get really upgraded, they're always this really big looming threat. They're terrifying. They're super. Yeah, you see one in the distance, you're like, oh fuck, I'm not gonna go that I gotta way. Gotta go. Yeah. And like the flying ones are a pain. The, in the music, ass. the music yeah, is so is great. I love how there's yep. different variations of the track that plays whenever you encounter one. Ooh, I didn't notice that. That's that's really cool. There's different tracks for. Uh, I noticed it the first time where there's a a certain track that plays when there's just a stationary or half-dead one mm. that can't move, but it can still shoot at you on the Great Plateau. Versus a moving one. The moving one, the track is more fast-paced and frantic. Huh. And I think it even... Yeah, and, and when you're fighting it, the music also changes. That's cool. So I think Guardian was, was my favorite. Aside from that, Lionels are cool just because they were one of the few enemies that were challenging to so fight. Hard. So hard. Yeah, I think the guardian enemies in general were were a lot of fun, especially the great strength ones. Because mm -hmm. I thought that was when, because I I actually uh, like tried to like parry attacks and like jump over and and do the fury rushes and all that. And when you like take the time to learn that and try to rely more on that, it the combat actually becomes really interesting and fun. Okay. Whereas in in most Zelda game, it's it's just <laughs> just a lot of this. Just flailing around. Matt's swinging his arm in small figure eights motion. Just... Yeah, we're not going to have video for this podcast because I, I just didn't feel like setting up the yeah, camera. it's not worth it. Not worth it. Um, I like the Malduga. Like if you're out in the desert. Oh, yeah. Desert. Oh, that's um, cool. That That is, I don't know if the name is the, I think the name has changed, but it's basically a boss fight they took from Wind Waker and then made an enemy out of. How much, how much was like recycled from older games? How much was brought back maybe is a better way to put it. This is definitely the most different Zelda game I I would say I've okay. played. I'm the most obvious thing is it's open world and it's super unstructured compared to other Zelda games. Yep. As far as things that return, still a lot of like you've got your Zoras and you've got your I was going to say the races are all All the races back. are the same. Uh I was going to say it. You've you've got the Gerudo Desert, you've got 
the i don't know if there's a no there is a lake hylia there's a lot of geography that comes back i figure yeah well because it's supposed to be in the same land right yeah but they uh i'm trying to think of things that really changed one thing that i noticed that they kept in the game is i've lost all my cuckoos bring my cuckoos back yeah <laughs> which which yeah, as soon as that happened i was like oh yeah i remember this and the cuckoos get upset at you if you attack them that I uh, I learned. That's been yeah. <laughs> that's been in almost every Zelda game. The funny thing, though, okay, there's a couple of things that they brought back for this game because it's a Zelda game, right? But they put a twist on it in a really funny way. One was the cuckoos because yes, you can attack them and they'll swarm you like in most Zelda games. But enemies can attack them too. I saw that, and then yeah. the cuckoos were swarmed the enemies, so that was fun. That's a really cool. Uh, thing. And the other thing is using a boomerang for the first time. I, I don't like the boomerang at okay, all. Okay, in every other Zelda game, Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker, whatever, you it's just you hit a button and the boomerang automatically comes back to you and you catch it. It's mm-hmm. an item. In this game, I love that for new players, you if you've played a, a Zelda game before, you throw the boomerang expecting it to come back and for you to catch it, but it comes back and hits you in the fucking face. Yeah, or falls on the ground in front of you or yeah. something. Yeah. I've never been hit by my own boomerang. Does that ne- happen? Neither have I, but I've seen, it, I've seen it happen to other people. Oh, okay. And it's this brilliant, this really funny moment of, oh shit, I can't do that anymore. Well, you, it's probably trying to encourage you to catch it out of the air, right? Yeah, well, because you've never had to do that in yeah. any other... So what I'm saying is people who have played every other Zelda game until this point throw the boomerang... And like, oh, it's going to come back and I'm going to catch it. But they don't hit the button because they don't realize they're supposed to catch it. And they just get hit in the head with it. That's that's pretty clever. I like it. I yeah. figure boomerangs are the most useless weapon. Yeah. Of all of Most them. of the time, like you can get the, the giant ones and that take two hands. And then I'll just use hands. it like a yeah, sword. Yeah, I, I just use it like a sword. Yeah, until it's busted. Yeah. It was fun to use a couple times and then I I never relied on them as a, as a real weapon. What were some of like your favorite weapons to use? Uh, there are a few fun ones like the the ice swords are fun like the elemental swords are pretty great yeah those are cool i liked i liked getting any weapon down to where it was about to break and just fucking throwing it (laughs) i rarely rarely ever do that the only time i'll throw my weapon is if like i know there's another weapon that i'm gonna pick up and there's like a bunch of bacoblins down there and i'll just fucking throw shit at (laughs) them or uh if i'm trying to decide like i always have my inventory maxed out of like too many weapons and too many shields yeah. and stuff. So I think shields were the only only one where because they drop less often that I I didn't See, have even then out. even then I've got a ton like a bunch of radiant shields and knight shields like level forty and thirty two shields. Yeah, but yeah, I'll just I'll chuck my sword away. I'll I'll do that to like be dramatic. It's like I don't need you anymore, <laughs> and then pick up another one. Yeah, the only. Yeah, I don't know. I have nothing else to say about okay. that. <laughs> the, the one, the one thing I'll I'll end on for Breath of the Wild, if we, if we talk about it again on a future podcast, I guess we'll discuss the ending. Yeah. But the other thing I wanted to say was shield surfing. I finally, <laughs> finally figured out how to do it because no one in no one in the story or in the map is like, here's how you shield no, surf. No, there's there's one pair of NPCs in Hyrule Field who will teach you how to do it. Oh, really? Yeah. They sell you shields and they say, we're the but, shield surfing brothers or something. Because I think I talked to them and they're just like, we love shield surfing, buy a shield. But they didn't say, here's how you do it. Okay. I think if, well, there's two of them. And I think if you talk to the one on the hill, I think he shows oh, you. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I totally didn't okay. figure it out. It was so much fun though. I, I, I looked it up and... I've pretty much just been in Gerudo Desert for the most part, which okay. is not really well, a good you have to place shield, to do that. You have that. to shield surf anyway, because that's how you get around the desert. But you grab a seal, and then you just do it. Yeah. You don't have to, like, loop Fair, the fair thing, enough. Right. But, but it is, yeah. it is like, a neat thing. I don't think I'll ever really do it just because I don't like wearing down my shields. Yeah. Because you, I rely on them shield, very heavily. Like, there's a couple shields you can get. One is the, the Hylian shield, which is... But you have to actually go to the castle yeah. to get that, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think, well, I think they patched it so that you can buy it from a vendor now. Um, did you do the Terrytown quest line? No, no. I don't know how to get there. Okay. Because that's a like special thing that you have to unlock, right? It's a special uh, quest. Yeah. But if you if you finish that whole quest, which takes a while, there's a vendor that'll show up and he'll sell you a Highland Shield for 800 rupees, I think. Anyway, it's it's that's the best. actually that expensive. 
Surprisingly, yeah. It's super cheap. It's, it's the best shield in the game, but it can still break. Yeah. But it's, but it's, it's like 4,000. Insane yeah, durability. 800 or something like that. And for a while, I learned how to shield surf, and I just would go up in high places. And the one I remember was, did you go to the, the uh, I guess it was, yeah, it was a shrine, but it was one where you do something outside of the shrine, then you enter it. And they say, ah, you already did a thing, so mm-hmm. here you go. Yeah. It was the one on top of one of the snowy mountains, and there was a dragon up there that you have to... There's an interaction there. I have not interacted with a dragon before. Okay. Anyway, I, I went up, and at some point, I decided, I'm going to surf on this mountain. <laughs> and uh, I took out my shield, started surfing down the mountain. Super fun. You're going so fast down this mountain. And all of a sudden, as I'm surfing, it says, hey, your shield's about to break. I go... Oh, <laughs> and uh, it breaks underneath me, and Link kind of enters his oh, his tumble, rag his yeah. tumble ragdoll animation. I can't get out of it, so this is happening. And then I kind of go off a an edge or a cliff face on this mountain, and I'm just falling in this ragdoll animation, and I'm trying to hit the the, the parachute. The glide, like, hit yeah. it, you fuck! <laughs> and then. Like a second before he's about to hit the ground, I managed to pop the parachute oh, man. and that's really lucky. descend. Yeah, so so much fun. Actually, on the topic of fall damage, you know what pisses me off, but kind of makes sense, is that if you want to do like the the jump attack where you like jump off a ledge to attack an enemy underneath. Yeah. If you do it too high, you take fall damage, and I think that you shouldn't have to take fall damage for that. At least if you land the I'm attack. Trying to, I'm trying to remember if well, that's that happens in Dark Souls. If you like, if you land, and it. again, it makes sense. You shouldn't be allowed to just jump off a cliff, and then if you have your sword underneath you, you don't take damage. But it's fine. I don't as a gameplay mechanic. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm trying to remember if other Zelda games made you take damage and i think they did they must have they i must think have. i think if you do that in older zelda games you still take fall damage that's just a little thing that i have beef about especially after playing a ton of overwatch like i don't want to take oh, fall damage yeah. fall damage is bad yeah there's a lot of games i've i've played lately that hollow knight had no fall damage perfect segue yeah it's so and it's i think that's a great mechanic if it's in a game well it depends where it, mobility is key i don't think any platformer should have fall damage Okay, yeah. Maybe, well, maybe if a 3D platformer it makes more sense, but a 2D platformer doesn't make any sense. Doesn't yeah. doesn't make sense. It depends on on what you're focusing on in your in your game though. Right. And for Hollow Knight, the game is a lot of combat and you can do this thing in the game where it it's a side-scrolling kind of platformer game Metroidvania style game and you've got a sword which is called a nail in the game because you're a bug a bug basically. Oh, okay. But you can do this cool thing that a lot of the combat later relies on, which is where you can kind of hover in the air with it by, um, you can strike with your nail. I'm just going to keep calling it a sword because that's what it is. Yeah. You can swipe underneath you and if you hit an enemy, you'll kind of bounce back up. Oh, that's cool. And you can just keep doing that indefinitely and stay in the air. And so, so for a game like Hollow Knight, it makes a lot of sense to have no fall damage. And there's also a lot of vertical falls in the game and, and there's certain sections of the game where Without spoiling anything, you'll end up falling a long ways. And anyway, I think it makes sense for for that game. But of course, yeah, because you don't want to. It makes it less fun to explore then if you're worried about falling and dying. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it depends. It it makes sense in a game like Dark Souls, let's say, because falling is is just one of the many ways that the game challenges you. Don't fall off. And also, it's Dark Souls, and it's extremely challenging. Yeah. So why would why not why, yeah, why, why not add it? another more challenging aspect? Yeah. I'm looking at you, Blighton. Uh, yeah, I I guess we'll talk about Hollow Knight. Go for now, it, though. Fucking phenomenal game. Yeah, really, really good game. Maybe the best that I've played in in recent memory. Wow. And I had a I had a lot of fun playing it. The game surprised me in in so many ways that I was not expecting. First of all, if you have any interest in adventure games or Metroidvania like sprawling world full of secrets and shortcuts get hollow Knight. It's only $15. And for that price, there is a outrageous amount of content in that game. That's what you were saying a lot is that it, you yeah, were surprised with how it, much there it was. really legitimately blows me away because it was made by, I think only three people. And since day one, they've been charging $15 for it. That's and cool. I poured 
40 hours into it. And wow. I, pr- I probably could pour more in because there were still a few things I didn't do in the game. I, and that's like the amount of time you put into a AAA title that you're paying like upwards of $60, $70 for. Yeah. And I think like, like any piece of, like if you look at it as a, as an art as, or as a piece of art, then there's of course things you can like critique about it or, or analyze or say, you know, this could have been done better or there are trade-offs they made here as a product, as a thing you buy with your money. It is flawless in my <laughs> mind because you just get so much. Oh, I get it. Out, yeah, out the value is so is much value yeah. out of that game. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't even know where to begin. It's actually coming to Nintendo Switch too. Yeah. Which I'm really happy to hear because it, it seems like a perfect Nintendo Switch Would title. Would it have multiplayer functionality? No. No. Okay. No. I, I don't... Th- well, because the game wasn't really built with co-op right. in mind. I, I was just asking. Like, I've got no clue, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a single-player adventure game. You play this... this uh, Almost all the creatures and NPCs you interact with in the game are are bugs. Yeah. And and uh, the premise is you are this, this knight uh, and you, you come across this abandoned town. Why are you a hollow knight? Well, that that ties into the story, oh, okay. That's which like I, a whole thing. A, I don't feel like explaining because yeah. it's complicated, and, and B, spoilers, spoilers. But anyway, uh, you're a Hollow Knight, and you come across the small town called Dirtmouth, which is mostly abandoned except for a few bugs. Dirtmouth. Uh, there's this old older bug who sits by a bench. Benches are like checkpoints in the game, and he kind of says, "Welcome to the small town." There's not many people here, but he kind of acts as your kind of tip giver. Okay. So if you're new to the game, he kind of hints. Gives you. He says, "Hey, listen. Some like if, <laughs> if, if you choose to talk to him, he'll give you some tips on on where you should go and and some general insights. Mm. Uh, and then you you go down this well that's uh, in the town, and that's kind of where the game begins and where you enter the first big sprawling area to explore. And it like any Metroidvania, it's a massive world with a lot of interconnectedness. So as you play, first of all, you'd be discovering a lot of new areas." And that was the thing that kept happening to me. If you if you want a good explanation as to, it depends. If you want to play this game, play it first. Uh, but if you either have no interest or just or uh, finish the game and want like a really in depth look at it and critique of all the great things it does, uh, watch Joseph Anderson's Hollow Knight video because he goes into detail, uh, much more detail than I can on it. And one of the things he brings up that I experienced was this feeling of playing the game for 10, 20, 30 hours and still discovering new areas. Like, because the game will, will do that thing where it flashes a little title in the corner. Uh, like this is a new area. This is the, uh, green path or this is, uh, deep nest or this is a new area of the game. And that kept happening to me 30 hours into the game. (laughs) I'm like, there's this map is huge. <laughs> well, it's almost like like Breath of the Wild too. Kinda, like, it, I, yeah. I finished beating all four divine beasts before I finished exploring the map. Yeah, which is insane to me. Like, but also, but also, Breath of the Wild's map is is very. It's there's a lot to do. There's a lot of content, but it's mostly empty. There's a lot of roaming around, finding things. Hollow Knight's world is is packed with things just by the nature of the game. It is, mm-hmm. and it's a Metroidvania full of enemies and, and boss. Like there's it more, make no there's more focus on the empty. combat. Breath of the Wild focuses more on exploration and so does Hollow Knight, but Hollow Knight is a lot more combat focused. So anyway, uh, I don't even, I don't even know. There's, there's just so much. Um, also the soundtrack is, is pretty great as well. If you're, if you're into that, uh, most of the joy I got out of the game was the combat is satisfying. Uh, upgrading your guy of new abilities and using that to explore the world. And the thing that actually I, I really appreciated about Hollow Knight is if you take a game like Super Metroid up here, uh, which kind of set the template for games like this, it's a game where you explore the map and there's a lot of places like doors that you can't access or, or places you can't reach. And you keep playing the game and later you gain abilities. And then you're like, oh yeah, that's how I get it. Yeah. There. And then you, you backtrack yeah. and that's what opens up. Uh, new areas of the map to explore and that's how metro more metroidvania games work mm-hmm. the thing about a game like super metroid is you're finding these upgrades but they mainly are only used once to up to access new areas of the map so for example you might get the grappling hook and that'll allow you to swing across these wide 
gaps that you couldn't before and access new areas, but it's never used in combat. For Super Metroid, that kind of makes sense because the combat is super clunky and quite well, it's frankly, an older game too. And quite frankly, the combat is shit. <laughs> but in Hollow Knight, uh, what I like is that a lot of the there's exceptions, but a lot of the abilities that you find that allow you to now get to new areas in the game also uh, flesh out the combat more. Okay. They they're another thing you can use, and the combat gradually gets a lot more interesting. So it's a lot more dynamic. As you go. Yeah, the combat because you start with like just a basic jump and your sword. Uh, but really nothing else. And so the combat is very basic. I would say to its detriment almost. I wish that the pacing was a little better and that you got those abilities sooner because it really opens up the combat and becomes a lot more interesting once you acquire them. So you get a double jump. You get... What else do you get? Double jump. There's a few other things you get that, that open up the combat and make it more aerial as well. You're doing a lot of jumping. and You get a dash as well. And you then so you get turn a, into Genji, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get a dash ability that lets you avoid attacks, and then suddenly the combat really opens up. That's cool. And that's a lot of fun, and it, the boss battles are, are really great too. I would consider playing it, but you told me big spooky spider enemies in in one area combat. in one area of the yeah. game. But honestly, I mean, it, because you kind of have a phobia in that area. Which is the only reason I would say that. But yeah. otherwise, it's it's also one of my favorite areas of the game because that same area has this really... The the tone... That's another thing the game does really well is despite being all hand-drawn and cartoony looking, it handles mood really well the same way the game like Dark Souls would. And that area of the game specifically has this overbearing tone of dread that I just fell in love with as soon as I entered that area. Huh. Like everything is... Like the sound... Everything from the sound design to... Uh, most of the music in this game like has piano and it has a melody, whereas this specific area of the game, the music is very ambient and and sparse, and uh, just everything about that part of the game is that specific area. From the enemies to the sound to the music is we don't want you here. <laughs> you should not be exploring this area of the game, and I love it. It's it's great. So you continue to explore and bother can, these yeah, poor spiders. I continue to explore it, and it was it was. I think still one of my favorite areas of the game, just in its presentation. And yeah. So Hollow Knight, uh, out of 10? I'd say strong nine out of 10. Strong nine. Ma- like strong nine. Is there such thing as a light 10? Yeah, we'll give it a light 10. Give it, give it a light 10. A light, perfect score. Like on the low end of a perfect score. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a few things about it that, that bugged me. Uh, but... Aha. Uh, uh, I'll insert a, a symbol crash in post or something. Thank you. Uh, but aside from a few minor things, uh, which again, like for a $15 game with so much quality. $15 three guy game. $15 for quality, like 40 hours for me of quality content. Uh, there's really such minor issues. So absolutely worth. Absolutely worth it. If you If you have any interest in this genre of game. Uh, you're doing yourself a disservice by not trying it. That might have to be something I get on the Switch. I think you should at least try because yeah. if you don't like it, it's $15. Yeah. I, th- I think you will like it. Neither here nor there. Well, it's like, I, I know that I've I've gotten a few like little indie games on the Switch that I've not really touched. Like I, I play, what was Kakar? No, that's a village in Zelda. I got Zelda on the brain. You play? Kamiko, I think it's called. I don't um, think we talked about this. No, because I barely played it. I I heard it recommended by everybody. I played the first level, couldn't get past it, went, yeah, bad game. <laughs> Obviously not a bad game, it's just something that I didn't It just wasn't for out. you. Yeah, I, I don't think it's for me. It's like, uh, you can attack the enemies, but then you have to pick up the ball, and then all the enemies keep respawning. And you have to, like, avoid them or run away, but you're slow. Mm. And it's just kind of a pain in the ass. That's what I found in my playthrough. But everyone seems to think it's fantastic. So maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. There's a good chance I'm missing something. It's it's totally possible it just wasn't for you. And that's... Yeah, that too. Totally yeah. fine. So once I finish Breath of the Wild, I'll have to try out Cave Story. Because I am excited for that. Yeah. Um, I, I know almost nothing about the game, except that it a lot of people like it. And it's, exactly. it's, it's kind of a, I think a funny enough. And it, I guess it kind of shows we were talking about this. One of the characters in the back looks like an undertale character. It does. Oh, totally. I think cave story actually, uh, was one of the inspirations for Toby hmm. making undertale. I didn't know that, but that's a good thing to know. But yeah. So once I, once I finish breath of the wild, I'll have to check that out. 
because uh, I mean, I'm not, I don't have a case. I need a case for my Switch. I'm just putting it right in my backpack, mm. which I don't like. I, I yeah. was keeping it in, I've got this old Game Boy case. Where is it over there? That I used to keep my Game Boy Advance, mm. my SP in. Um, and then I found it, but it's not hard at all. Yeah. So it's really not offering any more protection than straight in my backpack. Yeah. But yeah, I need one of those hard cases. I got a Best yeah. Buy gift card. Every time I go to Best Buy, they are 100% out of Switch accessories. Oh. It's just a huge pain. We have, case. we finally have Switches in stock now, but not the, the accessories. Yeah, right? They got tons of Switches, no games, no accessories. It might just be the nights that I'm going there, but like, fuck. <laughs> yeah i like the case i got because it also has slots for the the cards and, and exactly it actually has like some elastics to keep the switch from moving around would it. it would that case have extra space for um those little molds for the joy cons you know what i'm talking about that make- uh i think so yeah okay because it has space for an extra pair of joy cons because i think i'm gonna get those because i found that i use the two tiny joy cons a lot more than i use the joy con as a controller with my extra controller that I have. Like if I'm playing with two people, I, although they're kind of awkward, like it's fun. It's fun to use the tiny little joy. Yeah. I, I don't mind them out. too, too much depending on the game. Like, I, I, at like, first I, can, I was like, these yeah, suck. These are terrible. And then I, they grew on me. Yeah. It depends though, because I, uh, I, I can totally handle them for Mario Kart. Like it's fine. Uh, it's, it's good enough, but I, I, played super mario odyssey co-op which i mean first of all it's it's the co-op is not great no the game was not designed with that in mind no uh but i played it with my sister and and boy <laughs> playing playing a mario game with that small of a controller is is Huge not pain, yeah not fun it, it was okay for it. undercooked undercooked was okay kyle yeah. and i uh well because we, it's got a simpler control scheme as well oh for sure yeah there's like three buttons yeah that's it and i think that's like the switch at its best you're at school midday you got a break you meet up with your buddy and for like an hour you each have a tiny little controller and yeah. you're running around yelling at each other to fucking chop the meat cook the meat <laughs> yeah no it's it's a good time yeah switch is a, is a good console good console that needs more co-op games yeah smash brothers is on the way oh my fucking god yeah that should be really fun oh i'm so excited like yeah. i'm i don't even like smash that much i'm not very good at it but it really is going to be the game that that system needs yeah without sense uh zelda and mario because yeah the switch had zelda to and like that was the game to buy if you were getting a, a switch on launch day and then mario came in what was it fall i don't know late but fall. everyone is saying that if you buy a switch you need at least if not what, at least one if not both of those games yeah i th- I think now smash will be the next yeah. big game to get for the which I, I think about. at this point there's enough content on the on the switch to to justify the price yeah i i, th- I think so well what are it's, it's gonna depend for everybody what are the your favorite games that you've played on it the odyssey and breath of the wild mario kart uh i mean there's honestly not a ton of games i played on but i know that that it's there's all there. there's now a, a actual catalog of games it's, it's not <laughs> really vacant like it was on yeah. on launch day fair enough and who knows maybe they'll i've noticed they've it seems like nintendo was is porting a bunch of wii u games over to the switch from what i understand but why won't they do the virtual console i don't know <laughs> i'm disappointed but it it does make me think hypothetically what if they bring wind waker to the switch oh because they already put the hd edition out on on wii u that would be cool it would be pretty cool to play wind waker on switch i would i would probably play that after having this very positive zelda experience yeah i play a zelda game that is now very different from the one you play but still a great game yeah I, i i think i could definitely go back and try those out yeah and to be fair i i think wind waker's uh world is is as close as i think as as you can get to breath of the wilds out of any of the older zelda titles just because of how big it is and how much there well, is to do on the island isn't twilight princess kind of open world the known it's, it's like any zelda game where sure there's a sizable map to explore but it's not like there's a ton to do. No, okay. I think there's more to do in, in Wind Waker's world than there is in, in most Zelda games. And just judging purely on art style, like Wind Waker is the one I'm the most drawn to. It's it's definitely up there in my in my top 
few Zelda games. It's very vibrant and pretty and Yeah. It's it's got one of the best presentations. Link actually has expressions on his face. <laughs> to be fair, the the Link in Breath of the Wild is, is fairly expressive, but No, he is not. No? He is incredibly expressionless. Maybe I'm remembering wrong. Again, I haven't played Breath of the Wild. Because anytime in a while. someone talks to him, they're like, Hey Link, what do you think of this? Well, you don't really talk much, do you? <laughs> yeah. And I'm, talk- just, I'm just in the face. He, he's yeah. just deadpan for them. Maybe he looks surprised okay. once or twice. Well, I, I, okay, well, I guess there's another point for for my case, which is, yeah, in most Zelda games, Link just... Just looks around. He's vacant. Yeah. Which, I mean, he's supposed to be, like, a vessel for you. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Link, Link has never been his own character in a way no no except maybe in wind waker i think wind waker is the closest he gets because man his his design and the design of pretty much every character in that game is great everybody's super expressive the art style really is to thank for that so fingers crossed for a port that would be pretty cool other dream games to get ported or even like dream games for the switch yeah uh now you've put me on the spot. Okay, because I'd be I'd be happy with uh, like it, oh it would actually be pretty cool to like the old Metroid Prime games. Yeah, a Metroid Prime trilogy on Switch would be really cool because it's been a while since I played those games. Wait, did we have this conversation last podcast? Dream games for the Switch? I don't think so. Okay, cool. We'll do it we, anyway. <laughs> we just talked about Virtual Console, I think. Yeah, which would be cool. Which is what what I was going to say. Like a, another Luigi's Mansion would be kind of neat if they did an updated. Version Funny enough, of they're remastering it for the DS. But not Why? Switch. I don't know. It's super weird that they're still putting out games on the DS. There's a new WarioWare game coming out on the DS. Is the DS a thing? It still is, apparently. Like I, 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 I expected them to stop uh, putting out games for it. Because I've heard less and less about it. And that might yeah. just be because I'm getting older and the DS is truly like a child's it's, system. It's, it's weird that... Even then, it's 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 weird that uh, Nintendo has... has been pouring so many resources into the Switch, which is now kind of an all-in-one console well, exactly and portable it. gaming system, but they still have the DS doing its own thing. Like, I, I expected them to cut it off earlier, I guess. Or at least do both, like, together. Like, why why release a WarioWare for the DS and not do it for the Switch as well? I don't know. I, I mean, if you still own a DS, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, it's cool that they're still putting out games for the people who, and a lot of people own DSs. I wouldn't have guessed that. A lot of people. I guess. I guess. I mean, it's it's one of their best selling systems, and it's their Game Boy. I guess because like everyone had a Game Boy. Yeah, in, in a lot of ways. Yeah, I don't I don't know how the figures have been recently for the DS. I imagine they must have dropped off when the Switch come out, came out, but but or, or maybe not they by went, much because there's no went up. Because... There's no PSP anymore. Like there's no competition. If you want a portable gaming system, you're going to Nintendo. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because the who has a PS Vita? Do are they still making Vitas? I don't know <laughs> exactly. Like I, I don't think that PlayStation is doing anything notable with their portable system, even if they do have it. Yeah, Xbox has never tried. Mm-hmm. Microsoft doesn't care for it. And then, you, you have the iPhone, but that's kind of yeah. I get okay. That's it's, true. It's, that's the portable system. It's now. more. Yeah, I, I would. I guess there's your answer. Yeah. Because I, I know that to play on the bus. as a kid, I got my iPod Touch, which had like Pocket God and Doodle Jump. Um, but those never felt like games to me, though. I feel like now the internals of these iPod Touches and iPhones and stuff are good yeah. enough to handle what would have been portable games for us in the past. Yeah, it's just that the market doesn't really it exists, but it's not. It, it, the market is mainly people who are on the bus and just need something quick to to play to pass the time. But here's the thing is kids are getting these phones when they're really young. They obviously want to play games. They're not going to do anything productive with their phone. So they're looking for games. But then I guess you get your clash of clans and all those pay to wins. The standards are lower because they're kids and don't know what they want in a game yet. So they're playing whatever the app store is giving them. Man, we need to know more about something if we need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. The, for the yeah, over the past few minutes, of, I've been thinking. Yeah, we don't actually. We, don't, we don't know a fucking thing. I don't think we're qualified to talk about this. No, we're not games journalists. Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about video games and uh, 
That's Speaking most of, of what we do. Speaking of video games, went into EB Games the other day, or yesterday, <laughs> yeah. specifically, um, and we're poking around. I like to look at Amiibos. I'm, I think they're stupid and too much money. The other day I bought... I might have to get the Dark Souls one, though. <laughs> it's pretty fucking funny. But they're expensive. Like, the Splatoon ones were cool. There's three of them, and it's $45. For all three or just one? For all three. They had okay. uh, a Pikachu one that was like 50 or 60 bucks. Oh, jeez. Like, if they're special edition ones, they're more expensive. Mm-hmm. I got K.K. Slider, uh, Recent Cyrus, uh, as a pack for n- 8 or $9. Totally worth it for me. Because they're cute, and I can put them into Breath of the Wild and get, like, a little item drop every day. Worth it. They were on clearance. It's cool. But I'm not going to pay $9 for one. That's so much money, and like I, I, yeah. they don't it's, it's provide also, enough functionality for me. Well, yeah, for you it's functionality. For a lot of people, it's I'm, collect, I'm collecting figure. figurines. Yeah. I have a figure. Anyway, it's a collector thing. I'm in EB Games. I mean, how much do we pay for vinyl? Yeah, true, but we listen to it, and it's it's different. It's not. It's the same thing. You're right. <laughs> You're totally right. Um, poking around EB Games, looking at Amiibos and the what are those pop figures? Yeah. Again, I look at those. I will never buy one. Yeah. Um, and the guy says, "Hey, uh, have you guys decided to be pirates yet?" <laughs> and I, I said to him, "I was like, what?" And he's like, "Yeah." Uh, fucking sea of thieves is out today <laughs> i was like oh uh, i like i like the way you described it the first time where he just he whips out a copy of sea well of he thieves does he right turns around he turns around he pulls out of the case he's like sea of thieves is out <laughs> like oh like cool man it's 70 dollars though way too expensive so much money uh i and, and he he asked me if i was gonna buy it and i told him 70 was too much and then he brings up the, the game pass game which pass i think is I, yeah, I guess apparently it crashed because of the Game Pass thing. Crashed the servers first or second day. Yeah, it just absolutely. Crashed I I played a bit last night and getting into a match took a, or I guess just getting into a server. There's no matchmaking. It took a while. I was I was waiting for like 20 minutes because those servers just kept like they weren't totally dead, but they they kept saying ah oh, we couldn't match you because fuck there's so many people. Do you think this is going to be your main driver game for a little bit? For a little bit. I don't know how long it'll last, but f- right now, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Okay. I guess, yeah, let's let's talk about Sea of Thieves, because I, I'm i of two minds on this game. One is that I think $70 is way too much for what it is, but if you, let's say they either put it out for $30, which I think is a more reasonable asking price, or you do this Game Pass thing, which I think is a really good deal for Sea of Thieves, and then you play it, I think it's it's a it's a solid game. Especially if you're only going to play it for like four months, then you're paying, what is it, it's a free trial I, for two weeks. I don't know if it's going to last that long, but... Yeah, exactly. But... It's better than paying yeah. the 70 bucks immediately. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny, because it's more of a... It's a sandbox game, first and foremost. I, I guess to sum up my thoughts on the game... I really am enjoying it for what it is. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And I love uh, being a pirate. Being a pirate. <laughs> the sailing mechanics are super satisfying. Even just sailing around the world, not doing anything in particular, is just relaxing, and it's just really nice to the boat to use the boat. You think it's more fun single player or with friends? With friends for sure. Okay, hundred percent. Like I'm still getting something out of it. I think we should player. do it on Thursday. I think we all get a download to have that okay. be our Thursday game for a little bit. Okay. Yeah, let's let's do that. Uh see how many people we can rope in. Well, yep. well let's see if we can get four people cuz then we can <laughs> we can bring out the galleon which is the big ship. So okay. there's there's two ships in the game. Uh there's the smaller I think we've talked about this but there's a sloop which is a one to two person vessel with one mast and it's you can manage it on your own. Uh And that's when you just call the boat John B. It's because <laughs> Beach Boys. Ah! Ah! Yeah. So it's a it's a one to two person ship with only two cannons and it sinks a lot more easily because of its size, but uh it can turn a lot more quickly and it's more nimble. Right. And then the galleon is this massive ship that you manage with three to four people with three masts, 
uh, and it's a lot harder to sink, and it's got eight cannons. But you, it's just people sprinting around, going, "Oh God, oh God, oh God!" Yeah, I gotta, yeah, yeah. I gotta do this. Yeah, oh, no. I mean, you watch the videos I put out. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like overcooked in that you need to like manage things yeah like, oh shit our ship is sinking we need to scoop out the water we need to patch the holes but also there's another ship over there we need to shoot them down oh god oh god there's yeah. an island coming up we need to go get the treasure but we also can't uh beach our ship yeah I, I guess for those who who don't know what we're talking about so sea of thieves is this game by by rare funny enough when was the last time they put out a game i literally could not tell nuts you. and bolts i don't know uh fucking it's an open world sandbox game where you are a pirate and you either on your own or with a crew of people sail the seas looking for treasure, fighting other pirates, and the main draw of the game, at least for me, is while you're on the sea on your ship, uh, yeah, it's a bit like Overcooked where there's a bunch of things you have to manage with the ship. So you have to, so to leave port, for example, you need to raise anchor, which is its own thing. You need to man, someone needs to be on the wheel, making sure you're steering the right direction. Uh, there's, a sail on the sloop, it's just one mast on the galleon. It's three different sails you have to manage, and each sail has a length uh, rope. So for adjusting the sail, which gives you more speed depending on, on if it's dropped all the way That's or not. so involved. Yeah, and then there's an angle, which is you're actually yeah. uh, trying to catch the wind with the sail. And then there's the cannons, which are their own thing. There's a brig you can lock people up in. There's, uh, there's all this you management plank, you have to do on the obviously. ship. Yeah. And also when you're steering the ship on both, on both vessels, when the, when the sail's all the way down and you're on the wheel, you can't actually see in front of you because the sail's in the way. So oftentimes you'll need somebody to go up into the crow's nest and, and look around for other ships or, or look for the island that you're supposed to be going yeah, to. That does sound like a ton of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the game is, I think, at its best when, uh, it, I, it's even just fun to be on the ocean, not doing anything in particular, just, sailing around is satisfying but then yeah as soon as you get into the ship combat it becomes it's it's like when things start lighting on fire and overcooked because on the one hand you're yeah you're taking damage from another ship someone has to patch that up you yourself have to uh have somebody on the cannon shooting at them trying to hit them uh and then uh somebody is trying to steer so that the cannons are facing them and that you're not going to hit an island there's all this this crazy back and forth people are running around on the deck uh, and it's, it's fucking chaos. So now here's my question is, do you think that in 2018, 2019 pirates, I guess a better way is it, are pirates going to be to 2018 and 2019 what zombies were to like 2013 to 2014, 14, 14, 15. Yeah. I don't know about that. There is another big AAA pirate game came in, coming out. I can't remember what it's called. It might. I wonder I, I, I'd if, say if that's going to be still... like all these like indie developers or like young developers that are coming up now are going to see all these pirate games and be like, oh, I want to do a pirate game in the same way that we had only zombie games for forever. Yeah. And it fucking sucked. I don't know. It's, it's still up in the air for me. It there it might start a trend. It, it might not. Because, I mean, for example, we had Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out. Well, that was a while ago, wasn't it? That was a while ago, and that was kind of a lone pirate game. Nothing yeah. really came of it. I almost wonder if the same thing will happen where Sea of Thieves and this other game comes out and then not really anything else. We'll have to see. Yeah. Only time we'll sea come. of Thieves is uh, is pretty fun. I imagine that, yeah, the only uh, big thing about it besides uh, how much they're charging is, well, like the reason I say that I think it's it's way too much is that it's a sandbox game and I wish there was more in it because it, it feels like... There needs to be more sand in this box. <laughs> there's There's not a ton to do. Or like um, a bucket or two. I get the feeling we're going to fuck around for a few Thursdays, uh, have a lot of fun, and then eventually we'll just be like, all right, new game. Because there's there's only uh, basically three sets of quests to do, and I think they do get more involved as you progress, but it's just a lot of fetch quests where you're just going to islands, finding treasure, bringing it back and selling it, going out to find more treasure, rinse and repeat for pretty much the entire game it's like animal crossing pocket camp and and the only progression system is cosmetics that's it yeah okay so, that, that's kind of frustrating like there's no yeah. upgrades really for your ship yeah and and they'll keep of course they'll keep updating and, yeah, and adding things to it but i don't think it's some people i think went into the game expecting it to be like this big pirate rpg like like a pirate destiny or something and that's not what it is at all no, not at and all. that's fine because i think for what it is it's a lot of fun but 
for yeah, seventy dollars. Seventy dollars. It's it's not. I don't think that justifies the price. But I'm having fun, and I think for at least a few more weeks or maybe a month, we'll we'll have fun together, and we'll get bored of it, and that's fine. For considering that we're only probably going to pay like for me. 10 maybe 20 dollars for it yeah exactly with the game pass exactly. yeah that's totally fine 20 dollars is worth the amount of fun that we'll get out of absolutely it. I, I think it is um that's most of what i want to say about sea of thieves except for a story uh which is i had my first lengthy solo pvp encounter okay. last night and uh again the, the other thing about sea of thieves that's really interesting is is i like how there's basically no hand holding in the game it's it's interesting and in a way liberating that you you get thrown into the game as a new pirate and there's really nothing in the game telling you to, you know, here's an island you have to go to. There's treasure there. The game just kind of goes, here's a boat. Here's a boat. Go be a pirate. And and so I've been doing some uh, just but I feel like your pirate venturing. instincts should be like, oh, there's land. Yeah. Yarg. And this, this game. Booty. This game basically just gives you all the tools you need and says, go be a pirate. Here's your spyglass. Here's your compass. Here's your shovel. Have you changed the, guns, the language on your Facebook last. to pirate? Oh, I forgot you could do that. <laughs> are, you, are you that in the spirit? No, no. I am in the spirit, but no, I'm not going to go that far. Uh, so, so anyway, I've been doing just a bit of solo pirating on my own because uh, I figured, well, yeah, we'll, we'll play it together. But uh, if I unlock the better adventures, then we all get the better adventures. Worth. Yeah. yeah, so when we do play together, um, I'll actually have more involved treasure stuff for cool. us to do. So that's, yeah. Uh, so anyway, I was playing last night, and first of all, I was in the middle of the ocean and found another sloop off off the horizon. I decided to chase them down, and it was two people on their boat, and I was just one. Oh. And we, and basically for a half hour, we awkwardly meandered across the ocean trying to shoot at each other. But we both sucked at maneuvering our boats, and we both sucked at aiming the cannons, so nothing really came of it. You didn't, before half an hour, you didn't just go, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna go somewhere else? Well, eventually, that that's what happened. <laughs> we, we fucked around for half hour, and then I guess just both of us went, we're not, neither of this us isn't is sinking. This is gonna happen. Neither of us is sinking anytime soon, let's just, uh, and we both left each other alone. Uh, but I did get really good at aiming the cannons as a result of that. I finally got good, or... I don't know about good, but I'm I'm half decent at aiming you the cannons. You've improved. Now. I've improved because before, fuck, the cannons are hard to aim. Yeah. Uh, at a certain point, um, there's an all chat in the game, but it's uh, the voice chat is directional. So if you're in front of somebody, you can actually hear them, but otherwise, they'll it'll sound like this if they're talking somewhere else. Oh, weird. Um, and then there's an all that's text cool, chat. Though. I think that's a good way to do it. Kind of yeah. like Daisy, like if you were yeah, close, you could I, hear or people. yeah, Arma has the same voice system, of course. Yeah. Uh, and for text chat, um, there's an all chat, but I, it's also proximity based. So you have to be a certain distance to hear cool. people in type in chat. So Perfect. when our, when our boats got somewhat close, I just typed in chat, yo, these cans are hard as shit to aim. Hey, <laughs> and they're like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was the first encounter. And then later in the night, uh, I went and got two treasure chests from some Island and I was on my way, bringing them back to an outpost. Which is where you have to go to to actually sell your treasure and get gold from it. And on the way, I got ambushed by another sloop that had just one guy on it. And he fucked up my boat and almost <laughs> sunk me. I was like, oh shit. I had to get away. And the best way I could escape him was uh, he just drove me into a storm. And storms in, this, in the game are, are kind of dangerous too because you lose complete control of the wheel. If nobody's on the wheel... Uh, it'll just spin around in circles doing its own thing in the storm mm. and even controlling it. Uh, you have to actually fight against the momentum of the waves to steer your ship and the Which rain. makes sense. Yeah. And then the rain main, uh, meanwhile is filling up your hull. Oh, and so you got to scoop out the water that's coming in. So I'm like, fuck. Oh, just one today. <laughs> well, normally it's more than one. Yeah. It's usually two. It's at least two. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> Derek sneezed off camera just in case that doesn't come through the audio. <laughs> I thought you were going to cut it out, but okay, fair. No, it, this is raw, unedited podcast. This is live. This is what real life is like. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I get out of the storm. I'm like, fuck, my, my ship is full of holes. I need to get this treasure. 
uh, safe in, into the hands of the gold hoarders is what they're called. So I finally get to an outpost. My my ship is all beat up. I get the chest sold. I'm like, okay, great. I turn her. I, I, I go back to my ship and get on. I'm like, all right, where is this fucker? <laughs> I'm coming back for him. So I, I head in the vague direction that I think I saw him last. I just keep sailing in that direction for like 10 minutes. Eventually, I find him. He buggered off and did his own treasure quest and parked his boat at some island. I was like, fuck yes. I start, um, it's called, uh, crossing the, crossing the, what's the front of the ship called again? Bow, crossing wow. the bow. Yeah. So you're crossing in front of the ship and you're shooting it as you pass by. And, uh, so I do that to him and he's parked, uh, by his island. I think he's still on a ship. I guess he just got there or whatever. And I'm just filling his, his ship full of cannonballs. Like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> and he's trading blows as well. He puts a few into me. And this happens, this keeps going on for about 10 minutes. And eventually I do another pass by and one of his cannonballs lands on, on deck and it hits me, but it, it doesn't kill me, but it bounces me off my ship. What? So I fall off my ship and now my ship is just sailing <laughs> off into the ocean. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, cause you can't swim after that. Yeah. No, I'm, f- um, the, the game has this thing where, well, I'll get into it in a, in a second, but. I landed close to the island, so I'm like, okay, I have my blunderbuss with me. I stay underwater, and I just stealthily... Because you don't see people's name tags until they're very close to you mm-hmm. in this game. I very stealthily swim under the water over to his ship, jump onto it, and for some reason he's left his ship, and he's just gone into the island with a sniper rifle. I guess he intended to uh, wait until I got to the beach and then snipe me from from wherever he was hiding. Yeah. Instead, I just get on his boat. I see him over there with his spyglass because there's a little reflection in the lens so you can see. That's cool. Yeah. That's a lot of neat little details they've included. Yeah. I <laughs> look and he's, he's, he's looking at me. I'm on his boat. I raise his anchor and just get off <laughs> into the ocean. And there's also emotes in the game. So I'm just on the deck of the ship and I'm going like this, <laughs> waving at him as I leave. Uh, and I sail off into the, into the ocean. What I forgot. Is that, yeah, this game has a system where if you fall off your boat into the ocean, uh, if you wait a little while, this merman uh, will spawn uh, with a torch and you go over to him and he'll teleport you back to your ship. Oh. Just as a way so that you don't get, like, stranded at sea and, yeah. and have to kill yourself or whatever. Which, uh, that reminds me of Daisy, where I, I broke my legs. And you just have to wait to bleed out. And I wasn't even bleeding out. I literally could not kill myself. I was just stuck in a field. That happened to me. I got stuck underneath stairs. Like, I got glitched yeah. underneath stairs. No one could find me, and that's the last time I played that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so I forgot about that. So at a certain point, boop, he appears on the ship again. I'm like, oh fuck! Uh, and thankfully, I was I I guess I I reacted quicker and I shot him in the face a few times and killed him again. The merman or the oh yeah the, yeah. the player yeah. So he gets back on the ship and I just kill him immediately. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, and there was no treasure for me to steal. The only thing I could find was there is a uh, a chicken coop because uh, one of the quests in the game is instead of getting treasure, you have to like transport chickens and other I supplies be between islands. It's it doesn't look fun. No, um, but I guess he was doing one of those quests where he had to go find a livestock, put it in the pen, and then transport it somewhere. And so I was like, "All right," and I like threw his cages off the ship. What? Instead <laughs> of just finishing, because couldn't you just finish that mission by? Like bringing the chickens back to where they, they, he didn't have chickens. Oh, it was just empty pens. Oh, but I was like, no. Nah. <laughs> so you have to go back and get new ones. So I just, oh. I just fucked up his quest. Oh, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> Good lord, that's toxic. Yeah, I mean it is a PvP game. You're supposed to be yeah. fucking up other people. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, how can I fuck up this guy's ship as much as possible? So I got rid of his chicken coops, uh, and I'm like, okay, well. I can only do this for so long because he's, he's going to eventually kill me. He keeps mm-hmm. teleporting back onto his ship. And then I look off the port bow and, and over I see an, an island. I'm like, and I start <laughs> steering towards the island. And you just beached it? And <laughs> just drove his ship onto the island. Oh my God. And put like 10 holes into it. Jesus. And then I jumped off gone and respawned and back on my own ship and was like, see ya. See ya. Best of luck. Yeah. Oh my god, that guy's got your name written in a black book somewhere and he's gonna yeah. hunt you down. Yeah, I'm just gonna assume, even though it's completely untrue, the first sloop that we see that try, cause a lot of people in sloops will try to, I've noticed, uh, kamikaze the galleons. <laughs> well, they'll just, 
they'll drive straight into the galleon and then just jump onto it and try to kill all the crew. Okay, and then take the boat, I guess. Yeah, first person tries to do that, I'm just going to assume it's him. (laughs) (laughs) That's fantastic. Yeah. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves, out of ten. Um... I mean, you haven't played it long enough to know. No. I'm just throwing it in there to... Verdict is still... Up in the air. Inconclusive? Results... Yet to be determined. Not concluded. (laughs) Yet to be concluded. We'll conclude in a few weeks after we've all played it a few times. Yeah. Well, um, we might stream it at some point. We'll see. Ah, this a stream? Maybe. I'll I'll definitely record it just in case. Yeah. Yeah, now that I have a better processor, I can do that. May as well. And uh, it seems to be paying off because I've, I mean, I got a couple good videos out of it yep. that aren't public, but maybe I'll make them public. I don't know. And that's that's it, really. How how far into this are we? Uh, Is it that time? Just over an hour. I think I think that's about it for today. That's this episode. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining us. We'll uh, be back in like another three months. <laughs> <laughs> See you then. I don't know. I mean, again, the weather's nice. Maybe we'll we'll be doing this more often. We can say whatever we want. That doesn't mean it's gonna it's gonna yeah, happen. We've been saying whatever we want for the past five years. Yeah, true. So thanks for checking in. Um, we'll be back in the future. Yeah, live stream's still on hold, but it'll come back eventually. I just yeah. haven't decided when yet. When it feels right. When it feels right. I well, I think Sea of Thieves is nice because I think if I decide to live stream it, it'll just be like a couple like casual, no schedule yet, but. Hey, let's stream this fun pirate game. We could even do that tomorrow. Yeah, we could. We'll see. We shall see. All right, well, uh, have a good day if your day has begun. Mm-hmm. Have a good night if your night is ending, or if your day is ending. So Safe sales. <laughs> uh, what, have, what have we concluded? Play Breath of the Wild, play Hollow Knight. Watch, uh, watch Queer Eye. Uh, watch Queer, Queer Eye. Eye. <laughs> into that. that sounds like your thing. Um, don't buy... Um, Sea of Thieves for $70 yet. Yeah. I would say if you're going to buy the game, wait till it goes on sale or uh, use Game Pass. It does work on PC as well. I guess we didn't mention that, but Game Pass, you can you can play it for $10 a month on Windows 10. And there we have it. That's a better deal. All right. Take care, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.